and welcome to Devotions on the Psalms, Israel's Songbook, a podcast by Christ Lutheran Church in Brea, California. Today it's Psalm 66 that we focus on, and Pastor Eric Clausen leads our devotion. Hello, welcome to our Psalm devotional. This is Pastor Eric, and we are on Psalm 66. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all the good gifts that you give us. Lord, we thank you for your beautiful gifts of your psalm. Lord, we thank you for this psalm in particular, the joy and the praise that it gives us and the encouragement. Lord, we pray that you would help us to make this psalm our own and that through everything we could see your glory and your goodness and trust in your love. We pray this all in your precious son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so I'm really excited to share this psalm with you. This psalm is a little bit longer. I feel like I've been getting a lot of the short psalms recently. The psalm's a little bit longer, but uh, it's not super long. But this psalm is a little bit, um, well, I really like it because it has a lot in it. It's certainly a psalm of praise. That is, you can tell that there is rejoicing. But that doesn't mean that the psalmist is only speaking about good things, because we also hear in this some trials and tribulations but throughout the whole psalm, there is this, this mood of rejoicing and of victory. One thing, uh, we don't know exactly who this psalm is by, but it's not terribly important because it's speaking of the whole experience of the nation of Israel and ultimately the whole experience of all the people of God. And of course, we are a part of that people of God through Jesus Christ. And so this psalm is about each one of us. So have that in mind as we read through. So let's begin. This is Psalm 66. To the choir master, a song, a psalm. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name to give him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name, Selah. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There we did rejoice in him, who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. You have brought us out to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, that which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals. With the smoke of the sacrifice of rams, I will make offering of bulls and goats, Selah. Come and hear, all you who fear our God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. And if I cherished iniquity in my heart, The Lord would not have listened, but truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Amen. So this psalm, as I said, is a psalm that's of the whole nation of Israel. 
because it tells a part of the story of the nation of Israel, but ultimately it's each one of ours. Anyone who trusts in Jesus Christ, who has Jesus Christ as their savior, is a part of the people of God. So this story is for each one of us. Now, I think this story has a couple connections with another chapter in the Bible, Romans chapter 8, which is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. And we'll see some of those connections as we go. So this first section speaks of, we just need to praise God for all the wonderful things he's done. Praise how awesome are his deeds. So great is your power. All the earth worships you. And in this way, it's kind of similar to Romans 8, because Romans 8 also speaks about creation worshiping God and creation waiting to see that full salvation that Jesus will bring when he returns. So that's pretty cool that it's not just us. It's not just humanity that is praising God in that way. All of creation is glorifying God. And this is something that we all know. I mean, what are some of the most profound experiences that we have? A lot of times it's in nature. It's seeing God's vast creation and reminding us just how powerful and awesome God is and what an artist and what beauty he creates. A lot of times there's a yearning in our soul. And I think it's really important just honestly for mental health that you spend some time outside. And if you can, spend some time away from other people in solitude and quietness. I mean, Jesus himself does this. And I can tell you one of the most awesome experiences I had was in nature when I had a chance to see this total eclipse of the sun. And it was a profound experience seeing God's creation like that and knowing that this great thing was authored um, by God and that this great God, even though he authors these wonderful, amazing things, mountains and stars and sun and moon and all these things, that he would still love us as small and as insignificant as we are. And all of these things, sun, moon, stars, all these things, they are glorifying God. That's a pretty cool idea and one we should never forget. But then he turns and he starts, this author starts speaking specifically of the things that God has done for Israel. What does he say? They turned the sea into dry land. There he's talking about the parting of the Red Sea. And they passed through the river on foot. Then he's talking about a generation later, how God stopped the flow of the Jordan River so that the people of Israel could enter the promised land. And I love this. He also says, whose eye keeps watch on the nations, let not the rebellious exalt themselves. And this is a good reminder. It was a good reminder to Israel who had all these powerful neighbors around them that, hey, God's in control and God's not going to let the nations destroy us if we put our trust in him. And he's not going to let the rebellious, he's not going to let them prosper and the wicked prosper. God's got it under control. That's something we need to remember in America, too. Not saying that America is a new Israel or anything like that. But God's still in control. Don't get so bent out of shape about what seems to be going on so terribly in the world, because most of that you have no power over. Instead, trust God. He's going to watch over us. He's watching over all the nations. And He's going to be with us. But then there's another little twist of exactly what happens. Then God says this. He says, or sorry, then the author says this. He says, bless God, O peoples, let your praise be heard among the living. Let not our feet slip. But then he says, for you, O God, have tested us. You've tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid crushing burdens on our back. So he's not pulling any punches. He's not saying, well, God, everything's always been hunky-dory with us. Thank you so much for making our lives so easy. No. 
God's tested us. Things have been difficult. We've had to go through the wilderness. We've been in exile. We've had to deal with all these things. We've seen what seems like evil people prospering and the faithful being cut down. We've seen your faithful prophets be killed for their faithfulness. You've, we've been through a lot, but you've always been there with us. We went through fire and water, yet you have brought us into a place of abundance. This is to remind us, yes, you're going to have trouble in your life. If you're going to faithfully follow Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean everything's going to be easy. And Jesus says this, right? Pick up your cross and follow me. Picking up your cross is not easy. It's difficult. And in fact, Diedrich Bonhoeffer has this wonderful quote where he says, the call of Christ is a call to come and die. And what does that mean? Yeah, following Christ means following him at all cost, even if that costs us our lives. But the psalmist is saying, yet even though it may cost us everything, you have brought us out to a place of abundance. And we see the representation of this in the people of Israel. They, they had to go through the Red Sea. They had to be freed from slavery in Egypt. They had to go through the wilderness for 40 years and all these testing. They had to go through the River Jordan, have that parted. They had to fight through Jericho and all these other places. But God was with them the whole way and then God, them brought, God brought them to the promised land. And that's such a similar analogy for us that we put our faith in Christ. We put our faith in him and he leads us through this life and there's a lot of difficulties. But in the end, he brings us to the promised land. And that is the hope of salvation and eternal life. The hope that when Jesus comes back, he's going to set everything right. And that when we do die in this earthly life, we will go be with Jesus. But then Jesus is going to come back to this earth and make a new heaven and a new earth where we will live in perfection. And that is our promised land. So remember that, because I know there's so much these days which feels like trying and testing. And there's so much loneliness and there's so much despair and all these things in our life, these good things that brought us peace and rhythm and all these things, they're, they're disappearing. We can't do them. We can't see people we're so used to seeing. We can't do these traditions that we've always done. And it, it makes us feel like chaos. It makes us feel like we're in the wilderness. But God brings us out now to this place of abundance, which is so awesome. And then he says this, I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, that which my lips uttered. And what is he saying? I'm going to praise you because yes, I've been through this. Yes, I've been through all these troubles, tribulations, and trials. Yes, but I know where my salvation is. And because of that, I'm going to live my life showing who I trust in. And that's exactly what we're called to do. And this final word, blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Brothers and sisters, God is not rejecting your prayer. Through Jesus Christ, God hears all your prayers. And I know it might not be that God's answering your prayers exactly as you want them, but he is. And I told you there was multiple connections with Romans 8. And the other connection is this. In Romans 8, we get that wonderful verse that says, For we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And this is the same for us. Through all things, we know God loves us. We know we can trust in him. So whatever the trials, the tribulations, the burdens are that you bear, continue to put your trust in him. He will be with you.
And remember, brothers and sisters, it's a difficult time right now. And if you feel that your burdens are a lot, don't hesitate to reach out to your fellow brothers and sisters in whatever way it is. We need each other desperately. And that's why this is so difficult right now, is it's hard for us to be together. So don't hesitate to reach out. And also, reach out to other people who maybe need checking in on. Maybe they're not asking for that help that you think maybe they need. Please check on them. Reach out to each other as much as you can. All right, brothers and sisters, that's all for this, for Psalm 66. I hope it's a blessing to you. I hope that you can, maybe tonight, you can pray this psalm yourself. We need to make this psalm our own. Let's close with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this psalm. We thank you for all the gifts that you give us in your word. Strengthen us, form us, and change us. Let us humbly accept this word as spoken from you to us. Help it to change our hearts and our minds. We pray this all in your precious Son, Jesus' name. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time, peace. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, follow Christ Bray on all social media outlets and visit ChristBray.org.